my name is Hayley Robbins and welcome to the next episode in the Positive Partnerships podcast series, where we bring you real life stories from around Australia about life on the autism spectrum by those that know best. Today we will be travelling to Port Lincoln in South Australia. Ketta Miller is a young Aboriginal mother and her son Colin Jr. is on the autism spectrum. Ketta and her partner Colin are expecting a new baby any day now and she shares with us how they are giving Colin Jr. every opportunity to succeed in life. The love they have for their son is immense and they are so proud to be his parents. Ketta is optimistic for her children's futures and we are happy to share Ketta's story with you today. Um, Our journey to getting Colin diagnosed began just before his fourth birthday. We noticed early at the age of three that he wasn't developing like his peers. We put it off for a year because we thought every child is different and they develop in their own time. I then became very worried as his GP said nothing was wrong with him. But being his mother, I knew different and knew there was something wrong. In 2015, we moved um, from Port Lincoln to Perth and still he wasn't progressing and knew something had to be done. We then sent through referrals after referrals to try and set him up with a specialist that comes to Port Lincoln every month from Adelaide, and then he was put on a waiting list for a few months before he was seen. Finally, the day came for his assessment. Colin's father and I were both very nervous. We took him in, and in the first 10 to 15 minutes, gave us an awful reading that he had been diagnosed with severe autism and a touch of ADHD. Our feelings about Colin's diagnosis began with disbelief and complete denial and progressed onto more guilt, worry, despair, envy, jealousy and more guilt. Often we would feel so lonely and isolated from everyone that no one else understood the feelings we had. For the child... For our child about his future and would ultimately ask ourselves why Colin had autism. Even though by the time of Colin's diagnosis we absolutely knew for definite that he would receive it, it still hit us very badly. Our hearts had been broken and shattered into pieces. We explained the little info we had about autism at the time to friends and family. Thankfully both our families had been very supportive and are always keen to learn as much as possible about autism in order to enhance their relationship with Colin. They absolutely adore him. He is now five years old, turning six in four months, which was then. Time is time in his special class, which five other students who are also diagnosed with ASD. So it's lovely to feel the support you have in the room, knowing your child isn't the only one with ASD. He's progressed so much in such little time. He has speech and occupational therapy every Thursday of every week, which he absolutely loves. Also does swimming lessons and horseback riding with his school, which has brought him out of his shell more and made him more relaxed. His speech has improved a lot following instructions more and just learning the simple, most basic things in life that are difficult for him. We are happy and so proud of his progress and really proud of how far he has come from where he was. Looking back, my best advice for parents which children waiting for a diagnosis or just having received one is to talk to as many parents in a similar situation as you can. You will learn so much from them and to know you are not alone in this journey is a huge support and comfort. 
take all the help offered and shout very loudly for more. It is okay to cry, to question why your child has autism, to feel frustrated and angry and all the many emotions you will feel. We have all done it, believe me, you will come through this and find there is a light at the end of the tunnel. That is not to say I don't have bad days still. If we're honest, we all do. But even on those bad days, I might wonder why my son has autism. It doesn't mean I hate autism or anyone with it. My son has autism. Autism is not my son. My son called me so much more than a diagnosis. I love him with every little bit of my heart. Once I had the patience and everything, you know, everything was sent right after that. Um, with my older cousin, her little one just been diagnosed as well. And she's just going through the, you know, the um, first stages, you know, like of her being diagnosed. She's having a bit of hard time with that. You know, I don't know exactly what that feels like. And I would have loved for someone to have been there for me and my partner when, you know, like our son was diagnosed. So we, like, we know exactly what she's going through. And that's what I said, I'm always here for you, you know, mm -hmm. whenever you need, even if you just need know someone to listen and just someone to give you advice mm -hmm. I'm here mm -hmm. yeah me and Colin just um more just educated ourselves more on it like just a lot of um internet searching mm -hmm. and yeah just more yeah of mm -hmm. the internet and um no but he's yeah no they're really good at school they were really close with them because he's like such an independent little boy he sees an OT one week specialist following and oh they're just beautiful he loves his speech therapist Lisa talks about her every day and she's yeah she's really good she's brought him right out of his shell and so have the, his teachers at school mm -hmm. I wouldn't know where I'd be without them because they're a huge support um I just hope that he can just grow up and just be like independent and go out and do things that other normal kids will do. Um, but just seeing how smart he is now, you know, he's going he's gonna to reach, you know, like all the, you know, all the goals, you know, that me and Colin can see in him. But if he wants to live with me forever, that's fine too. <laughs> yeah, don't want to let go. No, but he'll be fine. That's what me and Colin, we're just always positive thinking. And so a lot of parents are like, how do you deal with it? You know, like... Gosh, you guys are, you know, like, you are amazing, you know. It's like, we just go day by day, you know. We have our, you know, we have our off days, you know. Everyone does, but we get through it. You know, Colin, he didn't ask for this, you know. So we just deal with it as the best, you know, best as we can. And I think so far we're doing pretty good. Like, he's pretty, he's pretty good compared to a lot of autistic kids that I've known. Um... It's just the tantrum side of it and that can last, you know, maybe 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we get a bit frustrated, but we just, I just taught myself that, you know, like I can't really get as frustrated, you know, like a lot frustrated more than him because he is way more frustrated than what I am. So I just learned to have patience and when things like that happen, I just breathe through it and just sit him down and just talk to him. With his pod, that comes really in handy with these tantrums. Um, we'll just always, you know, ask him 
show us, you know, like what's when he wasn't really verbal, you know, what's 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 the matter? And he'll either point to either pictures what was wrong with him. But now he'll just tell you, you know, like what you know, straight from his mind like what is what is wrong with him and what he wants. But um, with the tantrum chucking like I find that like if you give him like a a really big squeeze, like a big hug, like it's really comforting to him. They're controllable. He loves Kmart and just all toys, like just like all other kids in general. Want everything they see in shops, you know? Like, but I try and teach him, you know, like it's harder than being autistic, but I try and teach him like concept of money, you know, like and when we do go into shops, you may not have enough for this toy. If, but he will still want it. No, like every other kid, but we just try our hardest just to teach him. There wasn't really much, like, signs with Colin. It was just the speech and the eye contact. Everything else, well, just maybe, and just him being a little hypo, but everything else was fine, like, with his walking, his sleeping, his eating, going to the toilet, everything else was fine. So it, it, that's why it did make it a little bit hard for us to pick it up. But like my mum and that would say, they knew something was wrong with him. But I was just more in denial. Didn't want anything to be wrong with him. But then I just snapped out of it because he was getting fairly older and he still wasn't, you know, hitting those milestones when he should have been. But... It's good that we got, you know, him diagnosed at an early stage, so we got all the help we need for him, and he's just doing really well now. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact that this, our next child, you know, could develop autism, you know, but if he does, then it doesn't really bother me because it's like me and my partner, we're like, I don't know, but it's, it's like we're made to like deal with this because I don't know and it's just made us more stronger too mm. like I, I, there's a lot of parents out there who you know like have difficult times and that with it and but me and him like we're just stuck together you know from the start with this and we just come out on top with Colin because mm. he's just doing so well some people think he doesn't even have autism until they just hear him talk. Until he starts talking, then they're like, yeah, he does. But other people don't pick it up. If he sits there with his, you know, and doesn't say anything, people, doesn't, people don't think that he has autism. I know a lot of kids with autism are, like, really good with routines, really strict on routines and structure and all that. But, like, I don't know how to explain it. Um... We're just, we do have his, you know, like we do have routines set for him. And he does have a lot of structure in his life. But we're just, I don't know how to explain it, we're just, we're just any old how. We just, we just go with the flow. I think, I don't know. You know, it's not a bad thing, you know, to like feel ashamed about it, but it is important to get over that because, you know, your child needs the help that they deserve, otherwise they're not going to recover, you know, well from it. You know, my son mightn't fully recover, 
but he's he's recovering. He's getting there. He's you know he's come out of his shell so much within a year's worth of school. Just imagine all these other years to come. My son could fully recover. Mm-hmm. As long as me and my partners, you know, we'll, we'll stay by his side 100%, you know, all the way. Yeah, it's been accepted pretty well here, I think. Um, it's just like a normal thing. Don't know how the parents feel, you know, about it, you know, themselves, but to me and Collie, it's just, it's just normal now. Like, I used to be a big party person, me and my partner. But since then, nah, we, we just, we've settled right down. Those kids don't need to see that in their lives. They don't need to see drugs and alcohol in their household. They don't need to see violence, especially kids with autism. They, they struggle a lot more than what normal kids do mm. with all those, you know, poisoning things around. Our household is so much calmer than what it used to be. And we did it for our son, you know. That's what I reckon why he's not a really shame kid, you know, because we do have a really big family. And I'd rather him not be like that because I can't help that I have a big family. There's going to be, you know, 20 kids around, you know. We'll go around to my auntie's like one day and there'll be like nearly, nearly 15 odd kids there. And he just loves it. He absolutely loves it. He just loves other kids around. And that's a that's a good thing because I know a lot of autistic kids don't like anyone around at all. Yeah. Well, we didn't really talk as much to like our family members. We we just took it on like ourselves. Like we just did a lot of um, searching on the internet and like with one of my stories now. This is I watched plenty of stories like this on you know on like YouTube and stuff like that. And that's what really gave us, you know, positive thinking as well. Because we see that a lot of kids do recover from it, you know, as long as you work hard with them and keep working hard with them with it, give them the help they need, you know, they can recover from it. We like to um, do as much, like, the same things that they do at school. So don't just let him just do it at school and then come home and just stop it, you know. Like, with... Um, Safe hands, safe feet, safe mouth, you know. The, he, he used to do a lot of hitting and fighting, but that's all died down since they've come up with a couple of solutions at school. Um, they have a treasure box now, so if he has safe hands, he gets a star. Like, he has three stars that he has to get before he can get something out of the treasure box. So we come up with that solution for him because nothing else was working. And you just think of different solutions for them. Try all different things, you know. And the right, the right one will, you know, the right one will come along and work. And that has worked. That little treasure box and the the hitting and that that's that's died down a lot now. He just knows how to just play fight now. We have to get rid of that because he's only six years old. I'd rather get rid of that now than him be angry and aggressive when he gets older. Because it'll be way harder for us. They could actually really hurt someone, you know, and they don't know what they're doing. So we get that under control now. That's the main thing that we want to get under control, is that, and everything else is fine.
I wouldn't change him having autism. Maybe sometimes because I see how other kids are, like with him, and it makes, you know, me and Colin upset, but with him having autism is way different compared to other kids in a special way. He's so smart. He's so... He's above a lot of a lot of kids that I know within, like, his education and that. He's so smart and, like, he just freaks us out, like, some of the things he comes home with and does, you know. Like, but with him having autism, you know, he didn't ask for it. And we just, you know, taught ourselves and learned hard enough to deal with it and handle it. But he's all right. He's got the best parents for that. Being a young mum too, it's hard, but they'll be right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's not. That's what I used to think. It was the end of the world. Like my child has autism, but it's not. It's it's, it's like honestly not the end of the world. The the baby's already all right. That's all I can say. brings us to the end of this episode in the Positive Partnerships podcast series. In our next episode, we will be travelling to Newcastle in New South Wales to meet Kirsty Russell. Kirsty has three children, two of which are on the autism spectrum, and her elder son also has the genetic condition albinism. I just want them to be happy and I want them to be able to advocate for themselves. So that's the next challenge for us is to try and get them to, to recognise where they need help and to have the confidence to ask for it. Thank you so much for joining us and stay tuned for our next episode.